The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often, we go through life thinking we are the only person in the world shouldering problems, stress, depression, and anxiety. What we don't always realize is that there are plenty of people dealing with many of these same issues in their lives. Welcome to Stream in the Desert with your host, Dr. Rita Huang. In today's program, we hope you will find a story that matches feelings and issues that you've been dealing with. In the resolutions of these issues, our hope is that you will also find the inspiration you need. Now, here is Dr. Rita. Do you wonder why people like to blame others? Are you one of the victims always being blamed for? Or are you the one that blames others? Blamers try to be right by making others wrong. What exactly does a blamer do? Blamers like to hold others responsible to make negative statements about an individual or group. Why do blamers like to blame others? I'd like to talk about four different types of blamers that can cause problems in relationships. In the first group, some individuals like to blame others because they're afraid to take responsibility for themselves. They begin to think their life, their feelings, their thoughts, and their circumstances are entirely someone else's fault. They let others carry the blame, expecting others to fix the problem for them. Let's call this group of blamers irresponsible blamers. Other individuals who blame others may be trying, crying out in pain and are seeking support from another person. Instead of expressing their hurt or fearful feelings to the other person, they blame others in a vague way. Let's call this group of blamers passive-aggressive blamers. There's another group of blamers who like to play the victim role because they believe they have no control of what others have done to them. They feel sorry for themselves that they are in such a predicament that they have no way to get out of it. Let's name this group of blamers victimized blamers. The fourth group of blamers like to blame others because they interpret the situation or the other person according to their own expectation. Their own expectation caused themselves grief and suffering, and it may not even reflect the truth. Let's call this group of blamers suit blamers. I'm going to tell you a naughty story called the boomerang story. Then I will use real-life scenarios to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. It was a sunny fall day, and the college students were having fun throwing the boomerangs in a large grassy field. When the boomerang was thrown, it did not fall on the ground like a ball, a frisbee, or paper airplane. Boomerangs are different in that they are thrown, they fly in an oblong angle, and return. Someone skilled in throwing boomerangs can actually stand in the same spot and catch it on its return. Thrown correctly, 
boomerang will not fall to the ground or reach the catcher as other objects do. They always comes back. When you try to blame others, you may feel like you have put someone else in a prison, but you end up finding yourself a prisoner instead. When you throw the boomerang in the air, it comes back to you. When you blame others, the pain you want someone else to feel will come back to you. You may experience depression, hopelessness, and becomes emotionally stuck. This leads to a low energy level and unhappiness. When you do not see your own problem, because only others have problem, you lose ability to make decisions, to take active responsibility in fixing your problem. You think you have power over the other person, but in reality, you give the power and worth to someone else. Unfortunately, you seek out to hurt someone by blaming him or herself, but you end up hurting yourself. It is like the boomerang coming back to you when you try to throw it away. Are you a boomerang thrower? You know, we learn to be boomerang thrower ever since childhood, and this leads to the same pattern for the rest of our lives. Let's take a trip, go to visit different places in this town. And see if we can find any boomerang throwers. You'll be surprised that you see them everywhere. First, let's try to find some irresponsible blamers. Ah, the kids playing in the playground in the elementary school over there. Let's walk over there and watch children play in the playground. The two boys arguing over there. One boy punches the other boy in the stomach. The one on the left named Tommy yelled at the other boy named Davy, "You destroy my sandcastle!" Davy yells back, "I did not even touch it. Your castle just fell apart by itself. If you let me do it my way, it probably will not happen." The boys blame each other because they think they're right. The other person is wrong. Neither one of them want to take responsibility of what's happening there. Tommy thinks that it is Davy's fault that the castle collapsed, but at the same time, Davy fails to admit that his castle is not a very steady one. Davy does not want to take responsibility of ruining Tommy's castle. By blaming each other, neither one of them has to be responsible for the bad outcome. They're supposed to work together to build this castle for school projects. Now they blame each other for not being able to accomplish their goal. So they each are not responsible for it. As you can see, both Tommy and Davy are irresponsible blamers. They both want the other person to carry the blame for the incompletion of the project. Since they blame each other, they cannot work together and come up with a resolution to build a steady castle that does not collapse. Furthermore, they both are being punished by the principal for hitting each other. Worst of all. They both feel angry, hurt, self-pity, and the kind of emotion that hangs over them for days. They seek out to hurt each other so they will be in control of the situation, but they end up hurting themselves. It is exactly like the boomerang story. He throws the boomerang in the air for the other person to catch it, but it ends up coming back to him. It does not get to the other person at all. 
children did not have enough problem-solving skills to solve a problem, so they blame the other. As children get older and turn into teenager, you would think that they have better problem-solving skills, but it's not the case. Teenagers are often likely to blame others as well. Let's look at the average high school day to find teenage irresponsible blamers. There's a mother and a teenager sitting in the car in front of the school building, arguing. The mother is yelling at his son Henry for not turning in the homework, especially since he's failing his class. Henry complains, "I turned it in. The teacher lost it. It isn't my fault if the teacher cannot find it. It's not fair." He gives me a failing grade when he lost my homework. Henry's mother does not believe him because she has been communicating with his teacher. Henry thinks that he can get away from trouble by blaming the teacher, but it backfires on him. Of course, he's grounded by his parents, getting a failing grade, stay after school to do more homework, and he feels angry, hurt, and embarrassed. He thinks he can get away from his responsibility of not turning in the homework by blaming his teacher, but instead he ends up hurting himself the most. Next to the car are Elaine and Ginger. Elaine says, "I hate Katie because she stole my boyfriend away from me. She's so ugly and fat. Katie and I used to be very close. I can't believe she betrayed me like that." What kind of friend is she? In reality, Ryan had pursued Elaine for a long time, but she had told him that she was not sure. After waiting for a year, Elaine still did not know what she wanted. Now that Ryan decided to give up on her and began to pursue Katie, Elaine had a hard time letting go of Ryan. Instead of taking responsibility for her part by not giving Ryan any hope. She blames Katie for taking Ryan away. Elaine is indeed an irresponsible blamer. Blamer. Ginger tells Elaine, "You know, you're leading many guys guys on with no intention to be with any one of them." Elaine says, "That's not true. I like all of them." Ryan's girlfriend Katie is extremely happy with Ryan. People look at them as a perfect couple. Everyone likes Katie because she's very sweet. Elaine then seeks out to blame Katie with the intention to spread rumor to destroy Katie's reputation in school. In reality, her negative attitude towards Katie makes Ryan even more protective towards Katie, and she fails to get any attention from Ryan. It is like throwing the boomerang at Katie for the intention to hurt her. But it ends up backfiring on her, and it benefits Katie as she becomes a person everyone admires, and Elaine turns into someone that everyone disrespects. Her irresponsible blamer attitude has hurt her more in the end. What a shame! As we start walking away from the parking lot, we see another couple in the parking lot getting angry at each other. You think adults would have better skills in conflict resolution? I guess not. There's a pair of parents dropping off their kids at the high school. As she's leaving the parking lot, she finds out that the car has no gas, and the car sputters to a stop. 
she becomes very angry and yell at her husband who's sitting on the passenger seat. She screams, "You should have filled up my gas tank. If you did that yesterday, we would not be stuck here. Now we're going to be late for work." Judy tries to blame her husband for not being responsible. In reality, she's the one that is not responsible. Since she's, it is her car, she's responsible for filling up the gas in her car. But because she does not like to fill up the gas tank, she blames it on her husband. So she does not have to take responsibility of the predicament they're facing. Blaming prevents her from making decision to solve the current urgent problem. It is not only ruining the couple's relationship, but also gives her dangerous emotion of anger and resentment. She interprets the situation that her husband does not care for her. She thinks that she is in control of the situation by blaming her husband, but she is giving up the control by giving the responsibility to someone else. It is like when you throw the boomerang away in the air; it comes back to you, rather than reaching to the catcher. A skillful boomerang thrower stands still, and the boomerang comes right back to where he's standing. A skillful blamer seeks out to hurt someone, but he ends up hurting himself or herself. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Call toll free one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven VoiceAmerica dot com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is "The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw" and other parables from Christian counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns, so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website TrinityChristianCounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at VoiceAmerica.com and click Register at the top right. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. What a way to start the day seeing conflicts early in the morning. I think you'll agree with me that we should leave the parking lot and go somewhere else that's more peaceful. I'm sure you agree with me that there are irresponsible blamers everywhere. Now, let's walk down the neighborhood behind the school. It looks pretty peaceful there. As you walk in the neighborhood, we can hear couples screaming at each other through the kitchen window from a house. Uh Uh-oh, there's a heated fight there. You can hear the husband yelling at his wife. You are so selfish. You only think about yourself. The wife yells back. You're the one that's selfish. I have a lot of responsibility. Instead of helping me, you just complain. In reality, the husband is feeling hurt that his wife has not been has been too busy that she has no time for him. Instead of expressing his hurt feeling by saying that he's feeling lonely, he misses her, and he wants to spend time with her. He just simply blames his wife by labeling her as selfish. Of course, he's not getting what he wants by blaming his wife. He seeks out blaming his wife so she will give him attention, but he ends up pushing her away by not expressing his true feeling underneath. It's not only ruining the couple's relationship, but it also leaves himself feeling hurt and resentful for days and months. It's like he's throwing a boomerang to his wife and expect her to catch it. 
but the boomerang ends up coming back to him. In this incident, the husband is a passive-aggressive aggressive blamer who has trouble expressing his true feelings and asking for what he wants. I hope he knows that blaming will not help him to achieve his goal at all. We finally pass this house and continue our journey walking down the street in the neighborhood around the school district. There's a little park in the neighborhood. The mothers talking to each other while little children are playing in the playground. In the middle of this comfortable surrounding, we hear a couple talking behind the bush. Their voices sound like an older couple. The woman says, "You are so arrogant when everyone is praising you for cleaning the kitchen so well." After entertaining our friends, you like that kind of attention. You like people to praise you. The man responds, "I didn't know that they were going to praise me. Are you jealous that I get attention? What's wrong with you?" The woman is so mad and hurt that she begins to cry. Later on, we find out the man's name is Rich, and the woman's name is Anita. You see, Anita. Is, has a very low self-esteem. She wishes that her husband will acknowledge her in public so she will get some recognition. She feels sad when her husband is in the spotlight and she feels unnoticed. Instead of expressing her true feeling of being hurt when she does not get the recognition from her husband or others, Anita blames Rich by labeling him as arrogant. She is not only stirring up the fight, the hurt and resentment inside her heart. Rose, words exchange leave scars in both of their hearts, and she does not get attention from her husband or anybody else at the end. Anita seeks out to blame Rich to get him to acknowledge her contribution, but she ends up getting hurt herself and her relationship with Rich. Ultimately, she does not get what she wants anyway. Anita is another example of passive aggressive blamer. Has trouble expressing her true feeling inside herself, and asking for what she wants. Let's walk by the river and see if there are any ducks there. We pass by the swing set before we get to the river. We see children sitting on the swing, keep urging their mothers, push higher, higher, higher. A particular kid catches my attention. His name is Bobby. His mother pushes the swing so high that he holds on the swing and giggles. The sound of children giggling makes you feel so happy. Standing next to them is Bobby's grandmother. Bobby's facial features resemble her. The grandma says, "The sun is so bright and strong. You should not let your son stay in the sun so long. It's noon and the sun is very strong right now." Her daughter talks back to her mom. Let him have some fun. I know when I need to take him home. I'm his mother. He's having so much fun. Can't you just let him have some fun? Of course, the grandmother does not like the daughter's response. In in reality, the grandmother does not like to stand under the sun in the afternoon. The heat seems to really bother her. Instead of telling her daughter about her problem. She blames her for letting the grandson stay under the sun too long. She's a passive-aggressive blamer, has trouble telling what she wants. She's like throwing the boomerang at her 
daughter with the intention to make her feel bad. So she will leave the park. In contrary, her daughter gets so upset and her mom and her rebellious spirit decide to take charge and stay even longer in the park. Instead of expressing her own needs, the grandmother has to blame her daughter. But she ends up not getting what she wants. Her daughter and her are mad at each other for the rest of the day. I think it's time to leave the park since we have finished eating lunch. I have to go to church to pick up something. Let's start walking down the street to the church. While we're walking down the hallway at the church, we overhear two janitors talking to each other. One of the guys named Sam tells the other guy, Ben, that he hates his job because his boss expects too much from him. He calls his boss a dictator. Sam tells Ben, the other day he wanted me to stop cleaning the bathroom and help him to set up the room for a conference. But if I help him out, then I will be behind my schedule with my cleaning. If I don't get everything done, he will be mad at me. I just can't handle him anymore. I don't know why. I always have bosses that are controlling. I always am surrounded by mean people. My dad was mean to me. My wife kicks my ego down every day. I hate my job and my life. Sam punches the wall while Ben listens to him. Sam decides to make a complaint against his boss. Guess what? He ends up being fired from his job. Of course, Sam even gets more angry and resentful. Sam seeks out to blame his boss for treating him badly, and then he tried to attack him by reporting him to the boss supervisor. This only fuels his belief that the whole world is against him. He tells himself, I'm born to have a bad life. It is just like the boomerang story. Sam seeks out to blame his boss, but it backfires on himself by losing his job. That's very unfortunate. I hope he's getting some help. Oh, perhaps, perhaps you can relate to this scenario. I see a man named George who thinks that he owns the whole neighborhood. He's walked into his next door's neighbor's home anytime he wishes. His junk is everywhere spreading into his neighbor's property. If anyone in the neighborhood does, does anything that's against his wishes, he blames others for not going, giving him what he wants. Since he's older, he thinks that everyone should respect and listen to him. When it does not happen, he blames people for victimizing him. One day, his next-door neighbor, Barb, decided to build a wall between their properties. Of course, the neighbors want to include the area that is within the property line, which includes area where George puts his stuff. He becomes so upset that he complains to the township director and blames his neighbor for building into his property. The township director comes for an investigation and tells George, there's nothing wrong for your neighbor to build the wall between the two houses. They're building within their property. George starts blaming his next door neighbor for causing his grief. He continues to tell everyone around the neighbor, neighborhood how bad his next door neighbors are. He thinks that people will feel bad for him. 
Unfortunately, this makes his neighbor disrespect him even more. As long as George continues to victimize himself and think the whole world owes him something, he will continue to stay in this emotional dungeon, feeling bitter, hurt, and resentful. Victimized blamers often end up hurting themselves. It is like the boomerang story. He seeks out to blame his next door neighbor for not giving him what he wants, and he ends up hurting himself the most. He does not really realize that he's giving himself a bad reputation. All right, enough of George. Let's keep walking down the street to the administration building for meeting. As we walking down the street, we heard an ambulance coming into the neighborhood. Someone must be getting hurt or getting very sick. Let's walk over there and find out what's going on there. We see a couple of paramedics carry a stretcher with a man laying on it. The paramedic asks him questions and try to find out what kind of medical problem he's having. This man named Bruce tells the paramedics that he has severe chest pain, and his hands and feet feels numb, has trouble breathing. He then turns to his wife and yells, "It, it is all your fault." Of course, his wife was sobbing, thinking that she's the one that has caused his medical trauma. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of Bruce's story. Experts. Call toll free right now. 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an e-book. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Nature, he finds out he had an anxiety attack. It's not heart attack. He's prescribed with medication and is released from the hospital. Ever since then, his anxiety attacks from time to time. Every time he has anxiety attack, he'll blame his wife. In reality, Bruce was brought up in a home where his father was critical trusting. He was never good enough in his father's eyes. As an adult, he victimized himself by being overly sensitive to others' comments as an attack. To him, the whole world is against him, including his wife. He has so much anxiety trying to protect and defend himself all day long that gives him so much anxiety. Of course, his wife feels resentful that her husband blames her for everything. She begins to pull away from Bruce. Eventually, she does not even want to be in the same room with him. You just simply cannot get attention from blaming someone. By being a victimized blamer, Bruce is like a boomerang thrower who throws a boomerang in the air and expects his wife to catch it. But the boomerang comes back to him. He's the one that's hurting the most. He has lost respect and love from his wife and his medical condition continues to get worse because he creates more anxiety within himself. I'd now like to continue with our journey heading towards the downtown area and discuss what a suit blamer looks like. As we walk down the street, I see Lisa. Lisa says to me, I really need to talk to you. I had trouble with my son lately. Ever since he went to college, he hardly calls me anymore. I don't see him at all. He has a girlfriend now, so he does not need me. I'm feeling very depressed. I'm beginning to have a resentment trust his girlfriend. She does not even care about school. She only wants to find a husband in college. I want my son to focus on school. Every time I talk to him about it, I feel like he snaps back at me and shuts me off. I don't like his girlfriend. She changed my son. I say, it seemed to me that the more you try to blame your son and his girlfriend, 
the more your son wants to stay away from you, isn't it? Perhaps you may want to get to know his girlfriend. She may be able to add sunshine in your life. Lisa does not like my suggestion. What she really wants is for me to agree with her feelings, so she can justify her thinking. She walks away, looking mad. You see, Lisa expects to connect with his son like when he was in high school. When her expectation is not met, she blames her son and his girlfriend. Instead of trying to find a way to spend time with his son, she decides to blame him and his girlfriend. If she continues to do that, she's going to lose her son. I think we better hurry to my meeting, or I'll be late. As while I walk past the director's office, I can hear a couple is arguing in the office. It sounds like it's the director's son Jerry and his wife Judy. Jerry complains that he cannot find anything in the house because Judy does not keep the house organized. Jerry's mother was a stay-at-home mom who kept the house organized and clean. Jerry expects his wife to clean the house with the same standard. When his expectation is not met, he blames Judy for not loving him. He expects that his father will agree with him. Instead, his father tells him to help his wife out. Jerry is very angry that his father is not supporting him. After that meeting, his house becomes messier than ever, because Judy is feeling very depressed and hurt. That she just simply gives up cleaning entirely. She feels unloved, so she gets upset at Jerry all the time. Jerry is throwing the boomerang at her. With the intention of hurting her, but it ends up hurting himself, like the boomerang that fires back to him. He thinks he's in control by setting expectation on others. In reality, he loses control. Setting expectation on himself is under his control. Setting expectation on others is to give up his control. Because it's up to the other person whether he or she want to meet his expectation. Why doesn't Jerry gets it? Well, I think I need to hurry to the conference room for the meeting. Since the meeting is going to be long, I decide to head to the restroom first. While I was washing my hand in the restroom, I see a staff from one of the department in the restroom. Her name is June. She looks stressed out and upset. I ask her why she looks unhappy. June begins to complain to me about the difficulty of working with her boss. Recently, she works day and night trying to help her boss to complete many projects, and her kids are neglected. She expects her boss to praise her for all the efforts she's putting into her work. When it does not happen, she blames him for her unhappiness. June indeed is a suit blamer. June expresses, "When he wants something done, he wants it right away. I'm just one person. I cannot do everything, you know. I don't even know if he appreciates everything I'm doing for him, because I've been working so hard to get things done." I respond to her complaint by saying, "So you're feeling not appreciated by your boss?" After you put so much effort into completing the tasks he requested, have you talked to him about it? Instead of talking to the boss directly, 
June complains to many people about her boss by blaming him for her unhappiness. You can guess what happened. Once words passed on to his boss, she gets herself into trouble. Of course, she's more anger and hurt after being confronted. The anger makes her unable to function well at work or at home. Eventually, she decides to leave her position at work. June starts out by blaming her boss for not appreciating her. She ends up losing her job and feeling angry, hurt, and resentful, which stays inside her heart for months and years. What good is it to blame others when her expectations are not met? You see, June is a single mom with two jobs and three kids. She stresses out all the time. Now she blames her unhappiness on her boss. Only if she talks to her boss directly about her frustration, the outcome would have been better. The boss was busy attending many meetings and also has to deal with his own personal family problems. He forgot to thank June for what she was doing. It was not intentional. If the director knew that was how June felt, he probably would show more appreciation to her. And perhaps assign some of the responsibility to other staff, or extend the due dates of the project, like the boomerang that comes back to you when you throw it in the air. June sought out to blame her boss for her unhappiness, but she ended up hurting herself emotionally and professionally. Now she has to look for another job, and she created more stress for herself. Oh, I'm late for my meeting. After talking to June, I must hurry to the conference room. When I walk into the room, everyone is waiting for me. I feel so embarrassed. The purpose of the meeting is to figure out how to fix the problem of not having enough parking spaces for one of the elementary school. Two committees were formed to handle this problem. The research committee was supposed to find out. How many more parking spaces were needed for the school family and the staff to project how many more spaces they would need for expansion in the future, and other statistics related to this project. The ground committee was supposed to figure out how and where to find the land for the expansion. During the meeting, the ground committee expected the research committee to give them the statistics before the meeting so they would know how big a piece of land they needed. When the research committee did not give them the statistics before the meeting, the members of the ground committee blamed the research committee for not being able to come up with a concrete plan where the extra parking spaces is going to be. They are indeed suit blamers. When the expectation was not met, they blamed the other committee for the inability to come up with a plan. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. 
Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Instead of trying to work with both committees to compromise with a plan, the leader blames the research committee as well. Since he did not specify the research committee supposed to report the statistics prior to the meeting, the research committee just assumed it will be presented during the meeting. In his mind, expected the research committee to report the statistics to them prior to the meeting. When his expectation was not met, he teamed up with the grand committee to attack the research committee. He is also a suit blamer. A leader is supposed to work with both committee and make sure they get along. When conflict arises, he needs to support both committees to calm down both sides and to encourage them to come up with a plan they all agree on. But suit blamers like to blame others when their expectations are not being met. The end result is that nothing gets accomplished during this meeting. Everyone feels angry and hurt after the meeting. It's not a good meeting at all. It's like throwing the boomerang at others, but it ends up coming back to them. As you can see, they are blamers in all ages, all walks of life, and all nationalities. When you blame someone, you think you're right and the other person is wrong. You may think you are winning, but you're losing at the end. Emotionally, you become angry, upset, store bitterness in your heart sometimes that lasts for hours, days, months, or years. Staying in this emotional turmoil 
you are unable to think rationally to solve the problem. Whatever you're struggling with will not get resolved. It damages relationships that are beyond repair. You end up not getting what you want. It is like a skillful boomerang thrower. He throws a boomerang at the catcher in a time for, for him to catch it. But the boomerang comes back to where he's standing. He's still ending up in the same place while not getting anything resolved or accomplishing any goals. In fact, his problem usually becomes bigger than before. Before you're about to blame someone or group of individuals, you may ask yourself some, a set of questions. The first question is, am I responsible for what's happening? If I'm responsible, I'm the one to think of a solution for the problem. When you're able to do that, you're in control. When you think others are wrong by blaming them, you give the control to the other person. If only Tommy and Davy accepted that they were both responsible for ruining the sandcastle, they probably would have put their heads together to come up with a better plan to solve the problem. They wouldn't have been punished by their parents, receive a bad grade, or need to stay after school. Henry blames his teacher, but he ends up getting a bad grade, being grounded, and is confused and angry. What good can come out from, from it? Elaine blames Katie for stealing Ryan without taking responsibility of the fact that she was the cause of it. Judy blames her husband for not putting gas in the car so they are going to be late for work. It ends up ruining their relationship. The gas tank is still empty and the problem has not been resolved. Irresponsible blamers are unable to solve problems because they give responsibility to others to fix the problem. They're not in control at all. The second set of questions you can ask yourself before you're about to blame someone is, am I hurting? Do I have a need in this situation? What is my need? How can I express my needs? When you express what is bothering you, you will receive the support you need from the other person. When you blame others and attempt to get support, you end up not getting any. It's, it is like the boomerang thrower who attempts to throw the boomerang to the catcher so he can catch it, but the boomerang ends up coming back to him. Remember the husband who wants attention from his wife by blaming her? It ends up damaging the relationship and he's not getting what he wants. If he expresses his needs, his wife probably will want to work with him. How about Anita who blames her husband, Rich, and calls him name? She would have been getting the support she needs if she expresses her true feeling inside her and asks for what she wants. The grandmother blames her daughter for not looking out for the grandson by staying in the sun too long. In reality, she's the one who does not like to stay in the sun too long. By blaming her daughter, she ends up having had stay in the park even longer because her daughter is upset at her comment. All these individuals are passive-aggressive blamers who seldom achieve their goals. The third set of questions you can ask yourself is, am I victimizing myself in this situation? Am I thinking that I have no way out because I'm a victim? Does everyone seem to be against me? Or am I born to be bad luck? If the answer is yes to these questions, you probably are a victimized blamer. You think that other people have intention to wrong you, Perhaps there's a deeper issue in you that needs to be addressed. Maybe you can seek some help 
so you can turn yourself into a victor rather than being a victim all the time. Sam blames his boss for his unhappiness. He ends up losing his job. George blames his neighbor Bob, and he ends up backing fire on him for he does not get what he wants, and his reputation is ruined. Bruce blames his wife for his health issue. He ends up pushing his wife away, and his health issue keeps getting worse. All these individuals blame others for their predicament, locking themselves in the emotional dungeon, and they continue to experience bad consequences. The last set of questions you can ask yourself before blaming someone else are: Am I interpreting the situation according to my expectation? Does my interpretation reflect the truth? Express your need and try to listen to the other person or group to find out the truth before drawing any conclusion. You could be wrong at times. No one is right one hundred percent of the time. Lisa expects his college son to connect with her the same way like when he was in high school. When her expectations not met, she blames his son for not caring for her. June expects her boss to appreciate and praise her for the work she does. When she does not receive that, she blames her boss for her unhappiness. The grant committee expects the research community to give them the statistics before the meeting. When that does not happen. They blame the research committee for the incompletion of their task. Worst of all, the leader stands on one committee and blames the other. They all ended up with bad feelings towards each other. Of course, nothing gets resolved. What a waste of time! All these individuals are indeed suit blamers who blame others by interpreting the situation according to their expectation. Which is not reflecting the truth. Everyone gets emotional. The situation is worse. The situation is worse than before, and none of them achieve their goals. Throwing a boomerang at others often ends up hurting yourself, for the boomerang always comes back to hurt you. As you can see, there's no benefits for blaming others. You end up feeling hurt, resentful, and angry, experiencing negative consequences. Damaging relationships, losing the ability to think of a solution of the problem, and not achieving your goal. In Matthew chapter seven, verse five says, "First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you see the clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye." It is wise to evaluate yourself first before blaming others. You're in control when you evaluate yourself and do something about it. When you blame others, you let others control you. Why not let yourself be the one who's in control? It definitely makes you feel better when you're in control of your feelings, thoughts, and situation. If you keep getting stuck handling the situation the same way, you'll continue to get the same results unless you make some changes. Maybe there's a better way to handle the situation rather than blaming. I would like to hear from you, so I can pray for you. My email address is care at dr dash rita dot com. Care at dr dr dash rita dot com. I enjoy spending time with you today. I hope the boomerang story gives you some insight in your situation. Come join me for my next show. I'll be talking about the blue dots and the white wall story. 
I hope you find stream in your desert place. Thank you for joining us this week for Stream in the Desert. Be sure to return next Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or on demand anytime for another story and program with Dr. Rita on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.